What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gil Garcia. Uh, today's Monday, August 15th. We're already through the middle of August. Uh, no, there was no show last week. I was at the MLS All-Star festivities. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Minnesota held it down. Alliance Field uh, Stadium was amazing. Um, hope you guys got to see all, all the content that I was able to put out. Had a great time there. Um, it was good to see, you know, all the all the different MLS All Stars, you know, that I that I don't get to cover on a, on a daily basis, you know, from different players like Hany Mukhtar, you know, Jordan Morris, um, uh, who else? Who else was there? Brandon Vasquez, who's making a name for himself and for the U.S. Men's National Team. So it was a lot of fun. This was my second MLS All Star uh, being there. Uh, I, Minnesota didn't know what to expect. I had a lot of fun. The city was cool. Um, but now I'm back, been back in LA. So getting back to, uh, to, to getting adjusted to everything here, but we're here to talk LA galaxy for this first 30 minutes. We got Damien Calhoun once again, Damien, how you doing? Good. All right. I did not go to the all-star game. I mean, there was too many games going on here. So I stayed home. <laughs> you should have gone. You're going to go next year though, right? Only if it's at dignity health. <laughs> it's not, not going to be, it's not, which I know it's gonna Unfortunately, be it's in DC, right? Yeah, it's in DC. I saw. I like DC. I I, I like DC. DC is pretty. It's a cool city. Um, I used to live out there, so it's okay. it's, it's it's a fun time. But anyways, um, yeah, it was it was it was, it was a good time, and it was a good. I think even seeing the Galaxy guys, you know, uh, Chicharito and, and Julian Araujo. I mean, I feel like they carried some of that momentum uh, into this week. Um, it was good to see them in, uh, you know, in good spirits, happy spirits. How can you not be in good spirits? You know, it's the MLS All-Star festivities and everything that's going on there, right? So it was it was, it was, was a lot of fun to see those guys in a different environment, practicing with different players that are typically mostly the um, the rivals and all that. But what do you, what do you take of uh, the MLS All-Star experiences uh, watching it from home? Um, it was fun. I mean, I like the the, uh, the skills competition. It's, it, it's sort of growing on me a little bit. Um, I like you know the crossbar challenge and the moving target. Uh, they didn't they didn't show goalie wars though, which we was kind of upset about. Oh, they um, didn't. I think they only showed clips of it. They didn't really they didn't really have the broadcasters like you know covering it live or whatever. Really, they but, were um, that, that was it was a hot item. A lot of people were really excited for like the goalie wars. I, I found yeah. out about that the day before because I went to this uh, live taping of Extra Time, and they told us there. Um, the the girls that 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 tell us or that talk to us they they told us about that so it was it was a it was a, it was a fun time and I think it was it was really good to to see that yeah so I mean if they move to DC next we got to get it back to LA though <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm, I'm with you I'm with you as, <laughs> as many events as we can have in LA uh, the more the merrier right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a good time out there. So uh, if you guys got to see that, the one thing I will say, the skill chance, I was surprised at how much. Um, uh, I was surprised that Chicharito was doing like you know scissor kicks, you know, doing uh, yeah. bicycle kicks. He was going all out for the for the skills challenge. Yeah, he was. I mean, I know I know Greg was probably sitting at home like holding his breath, but man, he was really getting up there, like really going for it. Yeah, he was, and I was like, I was like, is this really him? He's going, but he's just like, yeah, you know, you, and that's the thing, like him, Chicharito, and Carlos Vela, they get so even at the SoFi exhibition, and you see how um, well excited, you know, how motivated they are for these games against you know Liga Mackey's teams and, and players, you know, because it just brings out that 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 extra excitement, the extra Georgia to want to compete and actually beat them, and it was 
that 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 picture when Carlos Vela scored, you have Joe Narajo and Chicharito. I was like, I thought that was just an insane uh, photo, and all, all three of them celebrating. Yeah, that was a good shot. I know some fans probably didn't like it, but hey, they're all friends anyway. So yeah, they honestly they they really are. They're yeah. they're real. They're real. Really all friends when it when it comes down to it. Obviously. Um, you know, they compete each other, but I think this was a good moment to see each other um, as friends. It's been a while since Carlos Vela and Chicharito have been, you know, teammates. Uh, I think last time was uh, the 2018 World Cup. So it's almost like, yeah, it's been four years since that. Um, but let's talk about this weekend. Big one for the Galaxy 5-2. Uh, you know, pun- they punished the, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, Chicharito had a Panenka, Samuel Grandsir got a scoreboard. Victor Vasquez also got one from outside the 18. Uh, what'd you make of this game for the Galaxy? Yeah, it was it was that first half was probably the most impressive 45 minutes they've had. Um, maybe all season. I know they put up four, I think, in the second half against Austin back in May, I think. But uh yeah, they were buzzing around from the start. Um they could have they could have had five in the first half. It was a play where Granzier whips the crossover to um Cabral. Um, the keeper's out, and then Cabral heads it. But the keeper somehow gets back to that near post and keeps it out. Um, so, I mean, they were looking at five nothing possibly in the first half. But, you know, four, that's that's still a, a very impressive number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was insane um, for them to, to score that that many amount of goals. Um, you know, I was like, what? And it, to me, as I think, you know, seeing, like I said, the, the, the all-star game, Chicharito and them, as we'll see, this is the, the Penenka from Chicharito yeah. from the, from the um, obviously, the PK. That to me was obviously that's always that when a player does that it tells me he has a hundred uh a confidence in himself to some to pull something out like that because it's not easy because look if you convert that you're a hero right and you're you're, exactly. you're, you're a superstar like damn like this is our superstar if he doesn't convert that you're the ultimate <laughs> uh, you're the, the enemy like what were you thinking you know it's like uh it's a double double sided sword uh, depending the way it goes but yeah I like that you know I like that chicharito not afraid to try that i think this is the second penalty that he's converted uh, i know he has struggled from the pen, uh, penalty box but it's good to see him do that and not be afraid uh to, to convert these penalties and hopefully moving forward um he's able to he's continued to take these pks because he he hasn't had much luck up until now recently what are you what are your thoughts on the, on the pk and his confidence yes yeah, confidence must be high he took one against uh skc the last week or whatever um, and then to take this one, I mean, he's two for two now. Well, these last two, um, there's a stretch there where we saw everybody but him taking the PKs. We saw Sasha Fleshton. Um, I think even Mark Delgado might have stepped up and took one. Um, so yeah, you can see he got he got the goal, that first goal last week, and you can see his confidence is, is coming back. There had been a stretch there where he, he hadn't been scoring, but now it's what three goals in the last two games, so his confidence will be uh, pretty high now. Yeah, and obviously, you know, they got they got the win. Um, and all and and you know, you see how they connected. Obviously, you know, there's also um they also they didn't get Ricky Puj. Uh he he wasn't able to to play because of his visa. I think they had his visa scheduled for today. I'm yeah. assuming he's gonna be available for, for Sounders. I think we'll find out uh later this week when Greg Vanny talks to the media. Um, what do you make of this excitement? Obviously, you know, he was, he was presented to the fans. Uh, it's, it's a big signing. Um, you know, as Ricky Puj, he's, he's, a, he's coming in at 20 years old, 22 years old. Um, yeah. what are, what are your thoughts of, uh, on him being with the galaxy and what he could do with the galaxy? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's it's a big signing with you know a kid. I mean, basically a kid, really, 22, 23, coming from Barcelona to Major League Soccer. So um, I'm really interested interested to see how he fits in, um, and sort of he. I think he's the piece that might unlock this offense that has been struggling. Well, up until uh, up until uh, the Vancouver game, that has been struggling to get chances and putting putting the ball away. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he sort of you know, fits in and, and gets, get things going with, you know, with Javier and Granzier and Cabral and the wings and everything. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I think, uh, when Greg Vanny last spoke that he's probably going to play the 10, the number eight role. Um, you know, and I think obviously, look, I'm not going to sit here and see it, then tell you that I know everything about Ricky and you know how he plays. Uh, I don't want, I've, I don't, the only time I watched Barcelona was, is, is during champions league. But if he does play that number 10 or number eight role, I think, that's what they've been missing. And you're getting a player from Barcelona that you assume has, you know, the highest qualities at 22 years old and is able to connect with Chicharito. And he's, I think he said in his interview that the Galaxy posted, let me see if I can, if I can pull it up. Um, he had talked about that, you know, he prefers to, well, something along the lines, he says, I prefer to assist more than, or something like that. He prefers to assist uh, than score goals or something like that. Um, and I think, when a player says that, I'm like, that's what you need. That's exactly what they needed uh, in, in that midfield. And I think that's, 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 I think when I heard that, my ears kind of perked up. But here it is. So right there, obviously, the translator, he says, he, I prefer to assist uh, than score goals. Um, and I, I think that's exactly uh, what they need. Obviously, you know, someone to help, you know, Chicharito in that final third, potentially help uh, Dave on Dejan Jovalid, Samuel Grantsar, and potentially even uh, Kevin Cabral if he's, uh, you know, if he's playing well. But um, yeah, when I when I heard when I heard that from Ricky, I was like, wow, that, that's exactly what they need, especially in, in that midfield role. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on, I know it was translated, but what are your thoughts on what he had to say there? Yeah, that, what he said is basically what, what they really need. Um, you saw all year that there's something, even Greg said that they've been missing that piece in the midfield. Um, it went to the, they went to this last transfer window knowing they wanted one piece, which is uh, Gaston Brugman, and they had a chance for a second piece and they ended up, they ended up uh, getting it done. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how he fits in, how fit is he? Um, you know, that's, that's always a key. He's been training on the side, I believe. Um, so I think probably tomorrow he might be in the full training. If I, I mean, I assume the visa stuff went okay today. Um, so yes, yeah, try to get him up to speed and, you know, see how, you know, throw him out there Friday, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm excited to see his quality, uh, what he, what he can do with the ball, you know, how he can move the ball around, how he can dictate that midfield. Um, because they're, they're definitely going to need, and now I feel like, uh, looking at the Galaxy, I feel like they have a really, really strong midfield with, you know, Ricky Puj, 
um, you know, uh, Victor Vasquez, you know, Douglas Costa, whoever you want, whoever you Brugman, you know, whoever plays in that midfield. I, I think that that midfield now seems really, really strong. And, you know, if, if you got Ricky over there helping to pull the strings on the offensive end, you only imagine that that things are, you know, things are going to be uh, optimistic for the guys. It's going to take some time um, for him to get, to get adjusted to where potentially Chicharito likes the ball, uh, you know, where Grant Sir likes the ball, Kevin Cabral, Dejan Jovalich. But I think his play, his quality, I don't think it's going to take him that much time uh, to get adjusted. Um, what what do you what are your thoughts on? Um, how many, how many, I guess we don't know his conditioning, but him playing, I think he would come off the bench, right? Um, you know, I don't know his, his conditioning level. I'm assuming uh, if he's yeah. been conditioning up until this point, or I don't know, I don't know if he's 90 fit, 90 minutes fit. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked to him yet, but we'll find out um, in a couple of days here if he's 90 minutes fit. Um, it might be a chance where they, I mean, if you want to bring him off the bench, you could probably do a, a second half sub or whatever. You know, have Vasquez go the first 45 and then bring him on or whatever. But um, I, yeah, if he's 45 or 60 minutes, you got to get him on and see see what see how see how see how he fits and how everything goes. Yeah, because it's it's good. It's, I mean, like I said, that that midfield's looking really really good. Um, let, let's talk about the standings. Uh, these guys went from what well, they were ninth. Now they're up to six. Um, they got there are 33 points. Things are looking uh, better for the Galaxy. Um, and I think for me, it's uh, when, once you're in that in that playoff window, um, I think, you know, you can start seeing where you could potentially go. Right. Because you, you want to get up there. So they're, they're, they're currently six right there with 33 points. Nashville SC is 30 with 30 with 33 as well. Yeah. RSL with 37 right above them. And then Minnesota with 38. Number three is FC Dallas and obviously FC Austin. And number two with 48 and 54. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on how things are looking up for looking for the galaxy uh, on that sixth place standings? Yeah, I mean they they they, they caught a they caught a couple breaks um, last night with uh, what Salt Lake beating Seattle, and I think Minnesota beat Nashville, so that kept them in the above the line. But um, it's going to be a dogfight from here on out. Um, I know early in the year, Greg said he didn't want to wait to that last game to clinch a playoff spot. Well, it looks like it's going to be that way this year. I mean, um, yeah, they got to – I mean, of all their games, they only have two Eastern Conference games left against New England and Toronto. Everybody else is Western Conference. So they, those are um, – the other day he called them like one-off champion, one-off finals really against the Western Conference teams. You got to, you know, you got to get ready to go to war and fight, fight for those points in those games. Yeah, and you need every 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 point possible. And I think they're playing. I think they're playing those Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, in August they play uh, New England on the twenty eighth, and on the thirty first they play uh, in Toronto. Yeah. So you know all these games are you know especially these home games. You know this next one against the Sounders is going to be. You know you you want to get the three. You need to get the three points. You know because you can't drop any points. You can't tie. Seattle needs points. You guys need yeah, points. Everybody needs points, well. you know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it, it's it's a battle. I mean, Seattle's been struggling lately. Um, you know, Galaxy has trouble with them no matter where they play them at. So it's like, man, this is going to be a battle here Friday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm really and I'm really looking forward to that to that matchup because it's kind of unorthodox for the for the Sanders to be what they're right now in ninth place. You know, on the outside looking in, but they've you know they've also been dealing with so many injuries and so many so many different things. But even though them being in ninth place. 
to me, they're they're still a, a very, very, uh, very da- dangerous team. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's talk about this. Obviously, now now with the depth of the, of the galaxy, I think like I said, we said earlier, look, it's looking good. Um, let's talk about the defense because I feel like the galaxy could have had a clean sheet, clean sheet, but those two goals that they gave up. Um, if the, if the team did overall better defensively or some communications, you're probably looking at a five zero win. Uh, well, what are you, what are your thoughts on them defensively? Yeah, well, the first one was miscommunication between I think Julian and Jonathan Bond, the long ball over the top. Um, the second one was something that really can't happen. A, a guy makes an inline run and he hits it back, and the forward is like sitting at the six, and it's like three or four guys around him. So it's like, I mean, you can't you can't have that. Um, there's still some things to, to shore up. Um, Derek Williams wasn't playing. He set out the game due to a um, yellow card suspension. Um, but, you know, that it's it's the little thing still. But when you're up 4-0, it's going to take a miracle to you allow four goals, you think, right? Um, we got 4-2, got a little interesting. And then Dayon and Effort put it away uh, on a counter late in the game. But, um, yeah, just little things defensively, miscommunication here and there. That, that's, that sort of brought those two goals on for Vancouver. Excuse me, I think I've been my mic was muted. Muted. <laughs> yeah, I was muted. I was muted. Um, no, for me, the, the Galaxy is uh on the defensive end that they're that's where their um that's where their Achilles heel is. And I think especially in, in the center back. In that center back role, um, I think that's that's where it's tricky. Uh that's where it gets tricky. And I think they're not as fast as other teams. You know, when you've seen the FC Dallas, the LAFCs at times, teams that have speed tend to hurt galaxy especially uh in the middle um and i think you know some sometimes some of those communications could be better if 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 you're commu- if you're communicating you know what to do um because if you don't got the speed your touch has to be that much better has to be precise if you're playing out the back you got to know what you're doing because if you if you lose that ball right there in the midfield i mean in the defensive mid right there in, in, in your box uh, you know bad things have happened for the galaxy and i don't think you can have those moving forward but hopefully with Ricky Puj adding that, you know, that defensive attacking role can limit those mistakes, limit those mistakes uh, of losing the midfield, of having uh, a bad pass in the midfield and could uh, rest assured. At least at least I think to me, that's the hope, because if you can kind of control somewhat of the midfield, then you kind of limit the mistakes back there. Um, but I think but but to me, I think when when you're when you're not as strong in the in the in the in the defensive center positions at times um some teams can capitalize on that but i think the offsetting thing to me is if, if you're able to control that midfield yeah there were there were a couple couple moments uh the other night where they were playing out of the back and you know, a couple passes went awry and then vancouver had a couple um you know a couple interceptions that sort of got them going the other way um they sort of they seem to they, they seem to shore it up a little bit in the second half but I think that, you know, getting that outlet pass, getting it up to either, you know, Gaston or, or even Ricky and getting it, getting the ball head forward, uh, we should start seeing that more, um, you know, once he gets a settled into the lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And to, and to me, yeah, I think that 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 will – we'll have to see how those guys uh, 
uh, play with each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, a big win, big win. Um, you know, big win for them. You had to get this win. Uh, it's good that you got five too. You know, I don't think anybody expected uh, them to punish them the, the way they did. And I think it's good to see that uh, from the Galaxy because they haven't had those type of games uh, at all this year. Not that I can remember. And everything that happened, you know, Grant Sir was involved. Chicha was doing stuff from the PK. Uh, Vasquez from the outside. And even Dejan, he had a, he had a beautiful assist to uh, Efrain Alvarez. Um, now it's starting to look like the, the team has a lot more depth. Um, you know, adding Ricky, adding uh, Gascon um, and those guys. How how are you feeling about the depth of the the galaxy? I think well, it depends if if you if you start if you start day on that takes off a big piece off the bench. Um, this game here, he 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 went with one striker up top. So if you go with what he did against Vancouver, you go with Javier at the forward, um, Cabral and Granzier on the wings. Um, Vasquez was like the the attacking mid. Uh, Delgado and Gaston, the holding mids. So you think Ricky takes Vasquez's spot, and then you still have off the bench, you have Dayon, Douglas Costa, Efren Alvarez. Um, you want you want a, you, you want a, a defensive presence. You have Daniel Aguirre, you have Sasha Kleston. Um, so it's coming around a little bit better. It, mm -hmm. Too bad it didn't happen earlier in the year, but now you see it seems to be a lot of pieces in there. There's there's a lot more competition. In spots, as you saw with with Gasper when he started those, what two or three games in place of uh, Raheem Edwards, uh, so there's a lot more competition, which coaches always tell you they love. Um, so yeah, things are the roster sort of rounding into shape, but there's only what nine, ten games left, also. Yeah, 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 that's that's the tricky thing. I can't believe we're coming almost to to the end. Essentially, if you don't talk about August. Um, September is the last full month, and I think you got a couple games, like one or two games in October. But it, it, you know, September is the last full month of games. Then you hit October postseason, and then right, and anything happened from there. Uh, appreciate you guys in the, in the chat letting them know my sound was off. I had muted it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think to me, it, like the depth is looking a lot better, right? And you mentioned, you know. I haven't even forgot about Costa coming off the bench. You know, that's that's another solid piece that, that you get there. Um, but, yeah, I think the depth is starting to look a lot better. Um, we'll see how they're able to piece it together because I, if the Galaxy continue to play, look, it's not going to look easy. It's not easy moving forward because, um, obviously, you got the Sounders, then you have New England, Toronto. Um, you know, then you got Sporting KC, Nashville, Vancouver, Colorado, San Jose, RSL, and then they finished with the Dynamo. All those yeah. teams are all those teams um, are also playing. Well, most of those teams are playing for some type of playoff positioning, um, and I think it's going to be you know, it's not going to be easy. And it, and you're like you were saying, it may come down to the the final game uh, of the year for the Galaxy once again. But I think they. If they're able to get consistent wins, I think the one thing for me, the Galaxy is, is like they haven't had like a consistent like two game winning streak or three game winning streak or like a winning streak that's been like, oh, yeah, like, they're OK, they're on a roll. I think maybe before the, the international break, I think they right before they beat LAFC, um, I think it was was it the Open Cup or whatever yeah. they, they, they were, whenever they beat them. It was Open Cup and then the league game against Austin. And then they went to the break. Yeah, so they, yeah, that's they haven't, that's won, they haven't won more than two games all year. Yeah, and I think and I think that's 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 
that's one that's because of the, the the roller coaster of the season they've had so far. So I think if they're able to have a three game one streak or something like that, because a two game one streak, you know, even, you even even two will be helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I, I think they can do it this Friday. And I think they they can, you know, add that second win this Friday. But I think adding continue to add that momentum because you know, you, you they need every point. They they just can't lose even if they're away. Um, because it, I mean, six spot is not bad. You can really go. You can move up from six. Yeah. I don't think you want. I don't. You start. You start hanging around six. It's bad. If you're up there in the three, I don't think they can get to two by no means. But I think three and four, three, four, and five are very feasible for the galaxy, depending how they do this next month and a half. Yeah. Uh, for the remainder of the season, and I think that's an ideal. If we're being idealistic, realistic, you know, third place is the highest they could get. Obviously, the worst place is being out of the playoffs or obviously seventh place. Uh, but I think realistically, they can get as high as third and then fourth or whatever. But yeah, those those are those aren't that's not too far off from the galaxy. But to me, they, they have to get three or four, like a three game winning streak. Maybe you draw and then you get another two game winning streak or something like that, because that that's the way how you, how you move up in the standings, how you build that rapport. And I think hopefully with the addition of Ricky, with the addition of everybody else being healthy, uh, everybody else competing. And I think it's going to change the, the mood within the team, within the locker room, because I know it's a little, it has been a little bit shaky. And I think now if you start getting those wins, look, winning cures all. It doesn't yep. matter what, what was going on last month or whatever. You start to get some wins, you know, you forget about what happened uh, last month or whatever they're, they're going through, all that stuff. Yeah, and the the, the 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 whole season is always one of those. I mean, the season's so long, you hit your bumps, your ups and downs, and but it always seems to come to it always seems to come to come down to September and whatever you know in October and you know can you put it together? Can you put a stretch together of three, three, four games where you get you know maybe five, five, six, seven points out of that stretch and sort of set set yourself up, you know where you won't need, you know, that last game to, to really mean anything. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just going to be a battle all the way through all these teams playing each other. A uh, lot of movement and standings here coming up. Yeah, and, and yeah, you want to avoid that. You want to avoid uh, being mm -hmm. in that situation again because it just adds a lot more stress, a lot more pressure. And as, as, as you can see, um, it hasn't gone out, <laughs> hasn't gone the Galaxy way, especially last season. Uh, last season, last season was brutal. Uh, the way, the way, the way they went out with the type of season they had. Um, but yeah, uh, let, let's 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 finish up with this. Obviously, uh, it was interesting. What well, both Ricky and Julian had birthdays on the same day. Was that was that right? They both celebrated or, their birthday on the same. It was a day separating them, I think, or maybe. Day. Yeah, maybe a day separation. I think. Yeah, you know, one thing I I, I didn't realize they were telling me when I was at the All Star game that it was going to be his twenty first birthday. Julian's. Really? Yeah. And I was like, twenty first. I was like, I was like, for some reason, because I've I've been coming around. I thought he was already twenty one for some reason. Nah, and he started seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been, he's been around the 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 team. He's been obviously around the galaxy. That I'm just like, what, what? When they said that, I was like, I thought like to me, I just thought like, oh, I thought he was already twenty one or whatever. Nah, he just hit twenty one. Yeah, it's it's crazy how he's been here four years. You're like, man, it's been that long already, but. Yeah, time is flying. Yeah. 
Well, talking about another youngster, I got to talk to Alex Alcala and um, Alcala. I, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but that youngster, man, he has a he has a promising, promising future. Uh, that did the MLS All Stars next or the MLS next All Star game. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to see that. I got to see a lot of players from you know from uh, all over the league. Uh, that's exciting. I think I like what the, the MLS is doing. Uh, I like that that was like the first time they 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 got to do that. I got to talk to Alex. Uh, I also got to I got to see them. I got to hang out with them too. Um, you know, just just around with some of the activities and you know, he, to me, he has a mindset uh, of a player that can do amazing things, right? Because I, yeah. I think anytime I'm, I get a chance to talk to some of these players, it's always. To me, it's like how, you know, he was like, oh, man, I think one of these things he told me, he's like, yeah, I could have assisted, could have scored a goal. He was like so, he was like still in the moment. And I, and, I, and mm-hmm. you could tell like how he thinks and how, you know, um, where his mind is going and everything. And to me, they, I know I, they got to do whatever they can to really, you know, help him. And I know the Galaxy are, but just make sure he they develop because that kid is probably going to go places. And at 16 years old, the way he carries himself and what he does, but I want to ask you, what what are your thoughts of uh, as far as far as long you've you've been covering the Galaxy? Because they've had a lot of youngsters come up, but not go to the first team. Now we're starting to see some of those, right? Uh, Julian, Efrain, and stuff like that. But what what are your thoughts on on some of the things that the Galaxy Academy has done, or what things you would like for them to potentially improve on? Yeah, I think this this group they have now is probably the best group because there was a stretch there, I think, in six, 16, 17. Where they tried to bring bring guys up from the from G two and Academy, and they didn't really pan out. But um, now, you, I mean, uh, Jalen Neal's been getting some you know first team training. Uh, we saw Johnny Perez with the big goal against uh, Chivas. Um, he had a goal the other night for G two. Um, there's a lot of talent. I mean, I think Greg is. They're really starting to re replenish the uh, academies, the, the academy system. So you I mean there are a lot of kids that they're bringing in. They're changing a lot of coaches. It's almost like an overhaul they're doing from from the academy level all the way up, uh, making one, making everything one. So how the first team plays, they want the they want the academy all to play the same way. Um, and there's a lot of talent. A lot of guys are on the cusp of breaking into the first team. Um, you know, Jalen Neal, like I said, Johnny Perez, Adam Saldana, who's getting first team minutes a little bit. Uh, Cam Dun Cam Dunbar is having a good year at G two. Um, and then you, you go through, there's so many kids down to 17 level, the 15 level that are so good. Um, I'm, I'm even hearing good things about, you know, Vanny's son down there in the, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The 13 level. I think yeah, he, has, he has twins or something like that. I think so. Yeah, he has twins. And I, and I think one's, one of them's a really good goal scorer. I think he said, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talent that they're, that they're down there. Um, so it, it's, it's time, you know, at some point, you know, you bring them up. And you got to move them on. That's the way the game is. You know, you sell them on. Um, at some point, I mean, Julian and Ephra, I don't, I don't think they're going to be here forever. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, a couple of years, next year, maybe, who knows, maybe they're they're, they're sold on and Gallup can start, can start getting some, you know, getting some pay, you know, some money off, you know, off these kids as they, as they move along, move on through, you know, Mexico or Europe or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the, the future definitely looks bright. Uh, for the LA Galaxy Academy and obviously on the way to the first team. Uh, well, that's all the time we have, Damien. I appreciate you being on. Thank you for hopping on. 